Good morning. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody today? Woo! Welcome, welcome, welcome to Hill City Church. Uh, and welcome to our younger friends. If you're a kid, I want to hear you go, woo! Woo! All right. If you consider yourself a kid, I want you to go, woo! Yeah! All right. We're going to have so much fun today. And we're just going to worship God together. Everybody stand up to your feet. We're going to pray. And then we're going to have some fun worshiping God. God, I thank you for today. I thank you for everybody here. We invite you here today, God. Just let your spirit be in this place. We worship you, God, with everything that we have. We love you with all of our hearts. And we give you all the honor and glory. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Let me hear you say amen. 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 Let's go.
together as a family, to be united. Man, isn't that what it's all about? Like Marcy was saying last week, just being a big family, just to come together, to unite, to worship the one that created us, the one that made us. We were family from the very beginning. And that's what we seek to do here. We seek to, to find each other and to know each other like family, to bring each other into the family of God, to find those that don't know him as family and to bring them in too. Because it's about love. It's about his love that flows through us to other people. Amen. Amen. Let's just worship God together this morning. Come on, sing it out. You give life, you are love, you bring
situation, you will turn around for good. We believe that today, God. We believe it today. Because I give it all to you, God. Trusting that you'll make something beautiful. Everything works for good for those who are called according to your purposes, God. I give it all to you, God.
we honor you. We honor your presence right now. And we thank you for the opportunity, God, to worship you together today. We love you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Come on, everybody, give, some, give God some praise today. the kids if you can cheer them on today this is junior and this is ethan and then ez just wants to stand by me so um junior's just going to greet you today welcome to yo city thank you for coming all right and then ethan's just going to pray over our service and our offering and um, you guys can totally be seated. If, if any of the kids have been asked to help take up an offering, if you guys could um, just go with Mr. Bobby. We might need a couple more if you guys want to go help. They're going to help take up an offering today. We're going to monitor that. But Ethan's going to pray over our service today. Dear Jesus, um, let us have a good service today. And... Bless all these people here and our time here in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Let's give these guys a hand. They're, they're almost here. They're almost here. Uh, but as you guys can look up, this is uh, this was Urban Outreach on Friday, and uh, they've been doing uh, summer camps for all throughout the summer, and and you guys got to be a part of it. I just want to thank you guys for your giving. And uh, thank you for uh, just taking care of these kids. But at this time, I want to bring Jamie up. And she's going to just say a little something after she puts down her coffee. No, I'm just kidding. But you're good, Jamie. Uh, I just want you to just tell them what happened and just uh, give them a story or, or, or two. Just let them know what's going on. Awesome. I do have tall shoes. All right. Well, guys, we just, Isaac and I wanted to say thank you. He's in New Jersey this morning. Um, he's already preached a couple times. He's got a couple more services to go. So we just wanted to tell you guys thank you. Um, this was the most we've ever been able to give to our kids through our backpack program. So, yes, it was very exciting, very exciting. Um, we gave out 30 backpacks by the end of last Friday. We have 17 more that are being scheduled to be delivered. They were filled with lots of school supplies um, and a lot of choices. So you can see in some of the pictures, they got really cool backpacks. They didn't get just like the canned charity backpacks. Um, they had individuality to them, and it was really fun to see them get excited. They all kind of had their eye on certain ones, and most of them got to choose the one that they wanted. And it's just been really neat to see. Um, I just wanted to thank you guys. You sent volunteers every single day the last week of camp. Um, you also provided housing to our interns for camp this summer, which was incredible. Um, and we, we just wanted to say thank you. We started our Monday Night Little Rascals program. Um, we had a couple people from Hill City that helped every week and it was great to see the changes in those kids through this last year. Those kids have now become leaders in our summer camp. And it was really incredible to see that. So thank you guys so much. We love you guys and appreciate you. Thank you, Jamie. I just think it's important for us to just, uh, just keep on praying for Urban Outreach. We need your prayers. Uh, we need your service there. I want you guys to just think about it anytime you want to serve. They are open. To, uh, to, to getting your help, uh, but it's just to tangibly do what God has told us to do, to tangibly do 
what God has told us to do. And at this time, I'm going to bring up Mark and Julie, and they're going to come up, and we're going to uh, do some uh, growth track, and those who have graduated from growth track, but come up, Mark. Give him a hand. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, I just want to say a few things before we have a couple people from uh, the two different classes that we've had uh, come up and share a little bit about their experience and all that. Um, I mean, I was trying to process like what to say. There's so much going through my mind and I'm not going to cry, I'm not going to cry. Um, man, I'm just proud of the people who've gone through. They've gotten um, plugged in and they're serving and that's really what it's about. And John's been saying for the last couple weeks, um, it's not the what we do here, it's the why we do it. Um, and we're, we're on mission, like we're here for you guys because we love you and we want you guys to get plugged in. Um, and one of the biggest things is that um, most of the people that I know here, I've met through serving. Um, because that's just what we're here to do. We're here to serve you guys so you guys can uh, encounter God. Um, and so we just want you guys to uh, get plugged in and one of the ways you guys do that is coming through growth track it's our membership um, kind of class it's a four-week class um, and we just talk about our values our beliefs our mission and all that stuff and, and how to get plugged in and what we're doing here um, and so I'm just really excited for the people who have gone through um, and, are, and are getting plugged in and are serving and they're just on mission with us because Sunday morning is so short and we want you guys to be serving not just on Sunday morning but throughout the week um, and so when I say that I've met a lot of people um, through serving, it's through the Setup and Teardown team or through Children's, and that's where those connections and those relationships begin to grow and deepen because sometimes our weeks are so busy and we can't find the time or whatever, we can't make the time um, to connect with that large of a group. Um, so really coming in and serving alongside us, and um, it's not even about us, it's not even about the ministry, it's about giving back to God. So. Um, yeah, we're going to have a couple people, like I said, come up and share uh, just their testimonies, and then um, we'll pass out some certificates for them, and then we're going to pray over them, and then we'll just move on with service. So, um, are you actually going to speak, or is Kyle going to speak? All right, where's Kyle at? So, yeah, give Kyle a round of Okay, get it close. All right. <laughs> so I was trying to find a way to bell on this, but I saw Ethan give that prayer, and so I said I can do this. So with uh, we started here in November last year, and um, we instantly tons of people and got plugged into life groups right away but we never really served and so after a few months of growth track the first class started and we went through that and you know before growth track I kind of thought we just showed up Sundays everything was set up it was really easy and then we kind of learned like just all the work that went into bringing food out, setting chairs up. So that's when we kind of thought about how we can get involved. Um, 
Melissa actually is, my wife, is serving in the children's. And she should. And, and she is the speaker for our family. She shouldn't be up here now. <laughs> but she, um, she actually got called into the nursery today because um, they need help. And so, so um, yeah, we just uh, really feel the need to serve. Jihon uh, had mentioned that this church is, is our home. And, you know, at home we have responsibilities. And, and they're, not, they're not chores, they're not work. It's just what we do because we love our home. And so that's why, I mean, we do simple things like my wife and I greet at the door. Um, and this morning I, I showed up at the meeting to uh, start set up and tear down, which, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, but I just, I love this church. I love people here, and um, I just don't want to come every Sunday anymore and not put my all into it, which is, you know, I love God and stuff, but I want to, to help build this place so that others can, can worship and, and all that. And that's it. All right, Julia's going to come up and share next. I'm going old school with the uh, notebook here, which I assured my four-year-old she could draw on when I'm done. Um, my name is Julia. My husband is Len, and our two girls, Shayla and Svea, are over there. And uh, we moved here from Minnesota in February, and we loved this church from the moment we set foot in it. I learned many things at Growth Track, but something that was significant for me um, was really coming to grips with um, the reality of what the church is and can be. And while it is incredibly meaningful and important to attend a service and be poured into and learn, um, another aspect of the church is that we go out into the world. And as Pastor John has said, we are the living, breathing stones of Jesus Christ in the world. And so when I was, I was praying about what to say today, the scripture from Matthew 16, 18 says, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So this is a powerful um, statement about what the church can be, and it speaks to my own sense of call, which has really been in my life since I was a little girl but is not going away and is growing and burning more inside of me, um, and that is to be involved in trying to bring an end to abortion in our country and in the world at large. Um, I wanna make it very clear that my heart about this certainly is for the unborn whose lives are taken, but it is equally for the dear women who I believe suffer from abortion and do not fully understand uh, what it is and what it will do to them. And in my previous work, um, I met with many patients who were having addiction issues and grief and um, brokenness in their life from what abortion did to them. So it is with a heart uh, for women 
and men um, that I come at this issue. I think the church has a role to play, and I just want to talk briefly on three areas in which I think the church can have a role, and which I'm trying to be a part of in very small ways. Um, one is, is that we would speak about the reality of abortion. 40% of women who receive abortions say that they were attending church once or more at the time of their abortion. And so it makes me ask, um, where is the church when women find themselves pregnant, whether young, older, single, divorced, um, in extreme poverty? Where is the church? And might we as a community let people in our midst know that if you find yourself pregnant, you will not be judged or shamed, but you will be celebrated. We will walk with you and you can do this. Women underestimate what they are capable of. Um, secondly, when we speak about abortion, we bring healing. Silence does not heal. And so if you are suffering from this or other things in your life that have not been spoken, you need to know that you can speak it here. A former pastor said to me, whatever you cannot speak of owns you. And we're not going to be owned here by anything but the love of Jesus Christ. I mean, lastly, if you're not, I'm going to wrap it up, uh, is that I believe that the church has a unique role in bringing an end to abortion through the power of prayer and presence. I think sometimes the church sits on the sidelines because we say this is a political issue. We don't want to cause division or take a stand. I can assure you that you do not, I, I am not a deeply political person. You do not have to be part of a political party to care about this issue. Um, I have found unity with people on both sides of the aisle, with Catholics and Protestants, outside of abortion clinics. This is first and foremost a human rights issue, a moral issue, and a spiritual issue, more so than political. And so I just invite you to consider praying, whether from home or on location where abortions happen, for the least of these. And I'll just tell you briefly of an experience I had. Um, I go about once a week for an hour or two with my two and four year old to pray outside of a abortion clinic in the area which specializes in second and third trimester abortions for any reason. And um, you know, I in Minnesota I had been praying for a couple years with them. They're running around, I'm feeding them way too much sugar. It's not incredibly a holy moment. Um, but we're there. <laughs> Sometimes I'm breaking up fights. Uh, but we're there and I was praying that day and I was particularly discouraged because two days prior we had lost a baby to miscarriage that was dearly wanted and prayed for so much. And so the unspoken question of my heart that day was, God, how much do you respond to prayer? How much does our prayer actually change the outcome of things? And that was the, the I knew God loved me, but I was really struggling with does prayer uh, change things? in that context that after two years of praying in an abortion clinic and never once speaking to anyone that an upper level staff member of this clinic came out and spoke with me for 15 minutes and we had a really good conversation it was respectful I really feel like we both heard each other and I just said to her at the end I said I want you to know like I am not here because of politics I would never carry a sign or yell at anyone I am here because I'm praying that you as staff members and the women and men that come here would experience the love of God. And she said to me, it doesn't matter if you don't say a thing, 
It is your presence, and particularly the presence of your children, that makes this an excruciatingly painful decision for the women here. And I certainly do not want to cause anyone pain, but if momentary pain can help someone feel the weight of what is about to happen, then I would take that kind of pain to save someone a lifetime of regret. And so what this woman was doing was trying to discourage me from coming, but God used it to answer that deep down question of my heart. And his answer was, yes, I am a God who beholds suffering like I beheld the suffering of the people in Israel, and I'm a God who responds, and prayer matters. Thank you. Lisa, where are you? There you are. All right, come on up. That's okay. Come on up. Give her a hand. Hi, my name's Lisa Donlin. I had a kind of a, a funny story to share, but let me give you some of my background. Um, I'm a project manager and I have been for 20 years, and I control things. <laughs> uh, so one of my fortes is making sure that I keep things under control, and I know what's gonna happen at all times. And funny thing is that God has other plans. So let me share a little bit about God's humor in my life. Um, so as Mark was sending out a text, letting us know that we were going to recognize people for going through a uh, growth track. Um, I was like, hey, that's kind of cool, because I was in the first class. I was kind of wondering when that was going to happen. <laughs> but um, I looked at the text, and he also said at the same time, um, is there anybody that wants to say a couple of words? And without really thinking, I said, yeah, sure. Uh, I don't like speaking in front of people. And even though I've been a project manager for that long, I actually have to do that for my clients um, maybe once a month. It never gets any easier. So I didn't really realize what I was doing when I answered back and, and said, sure, I'll say a couple of words. Um, so I was thinking about what I wanted to say. And uh, last night I just kind of jotted down a couple of things. And I thought, okay, well, that's what's on my heart, that's what I'm going to say. Um, but tomorrow, I'm going to get up at my usually 5.15 a.m. and kind of polish it a little bit. Well, God had other plans. <laughs> so anything that could delay me from thinking more about what I was going to say, happened. Uh, so I woke up at my normal 5.15 and then promptly rolled over and fell asleep until 7.30. And then I woke up and I was freaking out. I was like, oh, okay. So I went downstairs and made coffee and um, spilled half the pot down the front of my cupboard. So then I had to spend another 15, 20 minutes cleaning up the mess that I made. So got that all cleaned up. And my husband and I had gotten a beautiful bouquet of flowers last week, and, or two weeks ago. So they were kind of on their last leg and I knew after church that was something that I was going to clean up and, and put in the trash. Well, something told me right then and there I had to do that before getting ready for church. <laughs> so I did. So there was another 10 minutes. So 
um, you know, it's kind of funny because I, I carried with me the, the notes that I had jotted down last night. But again, God had other plans this morning. And I just got the feeling that he said, just talk from your heart. <laughs> so here I am just talking from my heart. And so the, the project management side of me, as I said, it, not being in control this morning was probably the best thing for me. And God knew exactly what he was doing when he put all those things in my path so that I would just talk from the heart and not worry about it. So another thing with project management is it's all about minimizing risk. But in going to Hill City Church, I started coming when it was Thrive uh, back in October of uh, 2012. And some of you have heard this story before, but Thrive sent out postcards to the neighbor, the neighborhood, and I just live over in, in Wright Farms. And something told me to hang on to that postcard, and I kept that for months. It was on my counter. Sometimes it went into my junk drawer. Sometimes it went back on the counter. And something told me, save that card, and this is where you need to be. So I did, and it was the first birthday of Thrive North, and it was a day in October. I don't remember what the actual date was, but when I got here for my first visit, it was the first birthday party of Hills or from Thrive North. And I walk in, and here's these circular tables, and you're celebrating your your first birthday in this location. And I thought, hmm, that's different from anything I knew growing up. <laughs> so I came in, and there were actually a few people that I knew right off the bat. Um, Janet, um, because I had been going to her bakery and, um, for a while. Um, and Gabe and Sonny, because I was a customer at their cleaners. Um, so something told me, okay, you're, you're home. Uh, and so I enjoyed having birthday cake <laughs> that first day. So fast forward to five years. Um, it's almost five years in October. And I always, the reason that I made that first step and took that step beyond what I thought was a risk in coming here was that there was a kind of something missing. I just felt that in my life there was something missing. And I hadn't really been um, to church for years. And what I found by coming here is I reconnection to God. And what I didn't expect was a family. And that's really what kept me coming back uh, Sunday after Sunday. And Julia said this too. Uh, in terms of feeling like you're a, an attendee. And that's, and that's what I was feeling like, but it was a long journey because I had been away from God for so long. And so I was able to reconnect and gain this beautiful family. And I thought, okay, what's next? And I had reached out to John and said, hey, I'm really struggling with purpose. What, what is my purpose? 
and he emailed me a survey, kind of a questionnaire, um, that walks you through what is your passion, what are your gifts, and I, okay, well that was kind of cool. That really kind of nailed my personality, but what's next? And I, there was that risk. I try to minimize risk in my in my job. And then I was talking with Christina Vargas. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and same thing. I was like, okay, I, I think I'm ready for the next step. And she sent me the exact same survey. It's like, okay, I think I'm getting a trend here. Um, and with a little of encouragement from Julie and from my friends Jim and Pam, who also went through Growth Track at the same time. Um, what was amazing is that we went through that survey again. I was like, God, I get it. <laughs> I understand it now. And that was really one of the things that I got most out of Growth Track. It was really great understanding the history of the church, how it evolved. And as Julia said too, what is the purpose of the church? It's not really to be an observer, just an attendee. You need to take that step and be an active participant. And that's, that's what I was lacking. So going through growth track and hearing everybody's story that we're you know, telling our stories uh, around us in that, that same group of people, um, it, it was amazing to see what everybody's lives are. Uh, we're, we're just so in tune with each other. If there's somebody going through something you've got somebody else that's saying, yeah, me too, and, and here's my heart. So going through Growth Track, it, it meant a lot because it was not only being able to expand that family and really know people, um, going to the life groups as well, uh, it was really more about, I get it. I've seen that survey three times. <laughs> and now I know what the next step for me is. So I just, wanted to share that awesome thank you um yeah so just man it was just i felt like it was being said over and over again the word family um and this is not a spectator sport it's definitely a full contact we want you guys to get involved there's a place for every single one of you here whether it be greeting setup tear down worship children's um helping alan and carol with uh the bagels um and there's just endless and if there isn't something here for you make it if something is on your heart because god's put it there get involved um man we just love you guys and we want you guys to know that we are there for you if you guys are feeling alone because we all have moments where we feel like we're alone right there's nobody there for us um but that's what family is for right so we have to make sure that we're there for each other but that requires you to also get involved don't just sit back and be like, nobody talked to me this week. Well, go and talk to somebody. Like, be active in your faith. Um, and not just here on a Sunday, just throughout the week. Uh, be active. Um, not just talking, but prayer in, in time with your word. Um, man, just commune with God. Um, and, and, just, and just sit back and watch what he does. So without further ado, uh, we're going to have all the people on Growth Track stand up as we pass out certificates. So I'm going to steal those for a second, and I'm going to put those right here. So our first person is 
Uh, and, and really quick, these are the people from the last two classes. So there's about 20 of them. So awesome. Well, I'm going to read them off. So uh, Gino Archuleta, where are you at, bud? You want to hand that out? Uh, Julia, is it Carlson? Carlson. Uh, Kyle Denny and Melissa Denny. I might have you guys stay standing because we're going to pray for you afterwards. Uh, Drew Peterson. Ashley, is Ashley here? She's sick. We'll pray extra for her. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Pam and Jim Richards. Matthew, oh, I'm going to botch it up. Sorry, bro. Great tricks. Woo! All right. He's over there running the camera. Awesome. Thank you, Matthew. Lisa Donald. Don See, I don't. Uh, I told you I'd botch it up. I'm sorry. Uh, Courtney and Mike Montez. Are you guys here today? Nope, they are not here. Uh, Michelle Bolton. Where's she at? She's right here behind you. Debbie Hicks. Jeremiah Martinez. Right behind you, Paul. Angel Moreno. And Rosa Satina. Awesome. And then Heather and Brian Gravel are not here. So awesome. Oh, and Eric. Where are you, Eric? Where he was right there. Where'd he go? Oh, all right. Well, Eric. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's, if, if they're next to you, just put your hand, their, your hand on their shoulder, and we're going to just pray. Heavenly Father, more than anything, we pray for mission, God, that we are the light of the world. They're not here to be members of a church uh, uh, location. We're a member of the church of Jesus Christ, and that we are called to be the light of the world, to represent you, and do what you did, Lord God, when you were here, Lord. And I pray that with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, I pray for these lives, I pray for their marriages, I pray for their mind, their hearts, their workplaces, wherever they are, Lord God, I pray, let them understand we are on a mission of God. And I just thank you for these people, and I pray that as they walk in faith, you will come through and you will show them that you are their God. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said, amen. Give them a hand. Thank you. We believe that we're here to bring the love of Christ, the healing and the hope of Jesus into whatever space that we occupy, wherever you might occupy, that we bring Jesus into our world, into our schools, into our workplace, into a, into a place of purpose, into broken marriages, into the most lonely and desperate places. You, as, as, as the church, which is, has nothing to do with a location, you, the church, which means the people of God, are supposed to fill these, uh, these voids, these desperate places with the love of Jesus Christ. That is the calling of the church. And we really believe Jesus is the hope of the world and the best thing for people's lives. We absolutely believe it. We don't, we don't just, oh, we're, I'm not selling you anything. I'm telling you, Jesus is the best thing for my life and the best thing for your life. He gives us eternal purpose as his disciples. He gives us his Holy Spirit as we pour ourselves out. If, you want, if we want to see God move, we have to pour ourselves out. If you don't pull yourself out and you say, uh, uh, God, do something in my life, that's cool. But it is in our moving, it is in our action, it is in our loving, it is in our pouring out that God pours out.
Isn't that true? As we see our kids do something awesome, we want to encourage that, whatever it is. And we're like, we start pouring ourselves into them. And in the same way God, as as our Heavenly Father, pours himself into us, and he already has through the cross, that was the starting gate, not the ending. We believe Christianity is not a ticket to heaven. It is a ticket to get into our world like we've never been before. Not holding back our lives and saying, we're all in, God. We're all in. This is what it means to follow Jesus, about bringing him into the ordinary. So as we're continuing the series, Meet Jesus, my son, Micah, he's going to read our verses today in Mark chapter 12. You ready? I think he has memorized. most important one answer Jesus is this um, hear O Israel the Lord our God the Lord is one love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and with all your strength The second is equally important as the first. Love your neighbor as yourself. There are no commandments greater than these. Woo! I told him he could just read it, and he says, no, I'm going to memorize it. I'm like, all right. That's, That's good. But what Jesus is doing in this moment, he's referencing the Old Testament called the Shema. Say Shema. Shema, it was the place in Deuteronomy chapter 6 where it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and strength. And they would actually attach it to their head and their hands, reminding themselves that, it, it, that we would think about the Shema. We would think about loving God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then we would actually do it. That's why they would wrap around their arms and their hands. So that the word of God is not just something you think about, but it's actually done through your life. So if you ever watch pictures of the whale, wall you would see uh, a, a Jewish followers still with the Shema on their head and on their hands it's a box with those words in it so Jesus takes two commands to fulfill them all it reminds me of Lord of the Rings the one ring to rule them all right these are the two commands that fulfills the 613 commands found in the Old Testament and it starts with this love God say love God that's right heart soul mind and strength heart refers to the mission control it is the control bay of your life right it is our will our desire our passions our place of decisions and if you can give your heart to god then he can have the rest of your life but if he doesn't have your heart it's impossible to get your soul mind and strength so the soul refers to the entire being it is my soul it is it, me in my whole being in my entirety god you have my entirety my existence my person nothing is held back from you my mind refers to our intellect our thinking god has our thinking so if we say god i, I love you in my emotions but my, my not my thinking god's like no i want you to think about me i want you to be intentionally devoted to thinking about how I think and and then he says strength which is something we talk about a lot here we can't love our our God with just our mind because in America we think Christianity is just understanding about God but God's like no you have to love me with your strength it is in your doing in your strength in your talents in your giftings in your service that you can love me 
It is in our action. If, if, the, if God doesn't move from our heart to our mind to our entire being to our action, then he has stopped moving, right? So in this, this, these verses in Deuteronomy, it's the fullness of how to love God. If we just loved, if I just loved my wife and my thoughts, I'm like, right here, I love you. And then I sat around watching TV, putting my socks in the couch, like between, because it, somehow it goes there. Mike and I, we put socks in all sorts of places. And it's true. He's ducking his head a little bit. It's true. And, and it, but if I love my wife just in my thinking or my thoughts or just in my saying, oh, you, you know I love you. I told you when we got married. I don't need to tell you again, right? If I did that, that would be ridiculous. It is in my serving her, my loving her, that, that we, that love is fulfilled. It is in, in, in the thinking, the heart, the entirety, and then in the strength. Then he says this, love people. Say love people. And guess what? People are hard to love. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Right? And you'll, guess what? You're hard to love. I know you think people are hard to love, but you're hard to love. Because you got quirks, you got some weird stuff about you. And you think it's just you, that everyone thinks like you. They don't. Right? Everyone thinks like that. I'm like, no, they don't. <laughs> They're not like that at all. We are all, we, we think that we are, we, we're easy to love, but we're not. And, and it says love, it says love people, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Think about those words. That is the caveat to this whole command. How, you, how do you treat yourself? Think about yourself. Take care of yourself. Do for yourself. Do that for others. So when we say, I do this for me, but I'm going to hold back a little for Angel, because, you know, I, I love me some me, right? I, I like you, but you're all right. But I'm not going to love you like I love me. And Jesus is like, That's, you, you don't understand love. And you're like, then, then, then I say to myself, man, that kind of love is costly. Exactly. That kind of love is costly. That kind of love is what this world is shocked by. If you go in, in, into the history of Christianity, Christianity actually blew up during the plagues, not during the, the good times. It actually grew, Christianity actually only grows when it really, uh, I was going to say a word, but the kids are here, when it's really bad. <laughs> when it's really bad, that's when Christianity really blows up. You know why? Because when, when it's really bad, you either are a Christian or you're not. When people are dying all around you during the plagues, that's when Christians would take them to their house. In their own demise, they would take them and start hospitals and serve the lepers, serve those in plagues. And, and, and you know what people would say? What in the world? How is that possible? How is that sort of love possible? And I believe that is the power of God through us. That is our superpower when we love in that way. So just start by asking yourself, what would myself want? What does myself need in all circumstances? Or when you're in an argument, I know it's not easy when you're in an argument. When I'm in an argument with my wife, I don't say, what does myself want? I should treat my eyes say, how do I win this? How do I win this, right? But it says, what would you want? What would you want? How would you want to share things with others? When you see a kid, some of you kids, when you see another kid during lunchtime who's sitting alone or being made fun of or, or needs a friend or going through your hard times, you ask yourself, what would myself want? Then do it. You got to take action. A goal without action is just a dream, right? Love is not a good thought. Love is not a biblical how. Love is action. And Jesus even goes further on saying the way you love others 
is the way you love me. And that thought is huge. And it's not a small thought. It's not an, it's not an easy, oh yeah, that's true. That's, that's, that's good, John. I'll do that. No, that thought of sacrifice, the way you love others is the way you love God. I'm going to say that one more time because it's so heavy. I understand it. And it takes a lot of struggling to move more that way. The way you love others is the way you love God. What you do for others, you do for God. So here's Jesus in the temple, just a couple of days away from the cross, the day of sacrifice, the day he would give his life for us through, because of love. And on this day, a group of religious know-it-alls are trying to bully him. And one of these bullies say, Jesus, since you know everything, since you're so smart, which is the greatest commandment? Which one is most important? Jesus answers, love. Love is your superpower, the one power that everyone has. And the one power that can change our world because everyone needs it. But people are afraid to love. You know why? Because it's hard to love. Because of action. How many have put yourself out there and been rejected? That feeling oh, is one of the worst feelings. I mean, when I was in high school and I got rejected all the time. No, I'm just, I won't go there. Uh, no, but rejected love is really tough. It really is. And so what we do is we build a wall. I'm not going to really put myself out there. And then we pull ourselves away. And what it's actually doing, is it's, it's cooling off the love that we have in our lives. And, and we are, we're afraid to be, to be hurt more than we're afraid to love. Think about that for a moment. Yet people, I was talking to uh, Josh Ziegelbaum and uh, Paul Cervantes. They went uh, to Haiti two weeks ago. And, and Josh, uh, uh, Josh, he's part of our church, he was saying that it's amazing how happy they are. They don't have wealth. They don't have status. But they love each other in a different way that we can understand here because they need each other. And he says, sometimes I want to be there and be in life so simple and have love. And this is Haiti, which is the poorest country in, in, the, in the Western Hemisphere. You know what I mean? It's the poorest country in our area. And, it's, and they have something that we might not have. And, and we know how loneliness is such rampant in our country. We can say we can, we can live in this giant house and then have no one in it, right? We can have uh, a thousand friends on Facebook, but when you're going through trouble, you see it sometimes on a post. It's like the most depressing post ever and hoping that someone will like it or say something or call them. And it's just their cry for help because we are, we, we know we have everything, but we know not love. And it says in the Bible, in 1 Corinthians 13, if you have love, you don't have anything. You don't have anything. So our world needs your love. There's a love drought. People are on empty, and, and, and God knows this. And the first thing God says, is, it says in John 3, 16, that God so loved us, you and me, and everyone in this world, that he gave his, his very best, his only son. And whoever believes in him, whoever accepts him, will, will, will not perish but have eternal life. God knows what we need better than us. We need to be fully loved and fully known. Say this. Jesus commands it, even if you don't feel like it. If you are a follower of Jesus, he commands you to love your neighbor as yourself. And in the other portion of the Bible, someone came up to Jesus and said, who's my neighbor? Right? That's the question. Who's my neighbor? I don't know about you, but I like, I like to be around. It, it, that's all of us, right? I like people who are like me, 
who, who already like me, so I don't need to wor work this in. I like people who, who I'm comfortable around, who are already my friends that I agree with, and they're easy to love. But Jesus says, no, no, no. Love your neighbor as yourself. Then who is my neighbor? Anyone who's around you. That's your neighbor. It's the person, regardless of race, regardless of belief, regardless of grade or status or religion, not everyone is your family in faith, but everyone is your neighbor. And we're called to love our neighbor as ourself. I know you know this. I know you know this. You're like, I've heard this. Uh, if you've been going to church for a while, you know this. But uh, do you know your neighbors in your neighborhood? Do you know the neighbors in your neighborhood? Like, do you know their names? I'm asking you. Some of us, we've been there for like five, six years. Our neighbor, we just do this. Then we go into our garage very quickly, <laughs> right? Woo, I'm gone. But do we know their names? Do we know their stories? Do, do we know their life? Do we know their hurts? Do we know their victories? You know why it's hard to know your neighbors? Because it takes an investment. It does. If we really want to do what Jesus Christian has to do, we need strength to dig in, to self-sacrifice, humility, to invest, even with no returns. And listen to this. I want to simplify it even more. And this is for uh, us Christians, for those who are Christian in this room. Don't be a neighbor because I told, uh, don't be a neighbor because I neighbor. Be a neighbor because it's right. And this is even bigger. Drop any agenda. The heart and soul of being a friend with our neighbor is not to win them. And, and you just go with me here. Or it's not for them to come to Hill City. People see phony from a mile away. I'm telling you, this is on. Faith is not a multi-level marketing scheme. It is not Advocare or play, uh, we're at Plexus, right? We're like, oh, yeah, if you go underneath me, then two people. You, that is not faith, guys. Faith is way past that. We simply choose to obey Jesus out of obedience and love for Jesus. As it says, love your neighbor as yourself, we do that. That's how it goes. We do it. He didn't say love your neighbors to get them to love me or love your neighbors to get them to love you. Just love your neighbors as yourself the way you want to be loved. And let me handle the rest as you love. I, know, I can't remember on, uh, that God really like, like changed my life. I, I don't remember a sermon. I don't remember the right song that I was playing or the right feeling I had, but I remember people. I remember people who came into my life I remember people, I, I, and I say these names, like Robert Slater, Jamie McIntosh, Esther Cho. These are people that looked at me and said, I'm going to love you because you're really hard to love. And I was very difficult to love. I, I was. They loved me when I least expected it and least deserved it. They loved me when I least expected it. They saw past my fake pride to see my real hurt, my loneliness, and they loved me when it cost them. Let me tell you this. Love will cost you. And love will hurt you. Don't tell me just because you got married, it doesn't hurt you anymore. Right? Oh, I got married. Now it's good. Like, love is easy. No. Love is hard still. It's still sacrifice. still painful sometimes. It's still self-sacrifice. Right? But we are willing, and they were willing to love me because they loved Jesus first. And as we close today, Hill City family, one thing I want to be known for as a church is love. More than numbers, more than being cool or worship team or having the best, like, guy who speaks, right? 
it's our love. I don't care. Listen, just like God, love costs, love sacrifice, love goes past comfort. Love is selfless. We th- it's not we think less of ourselves, but we think of ourselves less. John 13, 30, this everyone will know that you are my followers, you're my disciples, for your love for one another. This kind of love brings heaven down to the ordinary. Love God, love people. And that's it. Let's stand. Just imagine what would happen even this week, one person, and we consciously, like, God, I can't believe you loved me. Help me love my neighbor as myself, not as, oh, I'm going to do something good. No, I'm going to love him as myself. And I want to, how does myself want to be loved? Huge question to ask. How does myself want to be treated? How does myself want to be uh, served? And in that way, that's how we love. At home, at work, at the gym, at school, kids. Be interested in the person right next to you. Give them an intention. I think God would be pleased with us with that one command. Love God and then love people. Caveat as yourself. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God. And I just thank you for all the people that spoke today. I know that that you are here, Lord God, and you're in our midst. But I believe, Lord God, if we could be known for a church, not for our, the things we do, but for the love that we express, not because it's to win anyone, not with an agenda, but a love that comes out of us because we are spots to being loved by you, God. And some of us in this room, we need to know we're loved by Jesus. And if you're in this room and you need God's love for you, with our heads bowed, just raise your hand. I need, I need, to, be, I need to know the love of God. If that's you, just raise your hand. I just want to pray for you. God, I just need God's love here today. Lonely, I'm just feeling far from you. I'm just feeling broken. Thank you, thank you. I pray for every hand that went up, God. And I pray in the name of Jesus, there's sometimes that God will just flood your life with love. He will just start filling it to the brim so that you would know that you are a child of God, that you are forgiven, and that you are free or new. And I pray today, bring new life today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Get to know one another. And God bless you guys. Thank you guys.